friends. Welcome to an all new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. Um, so today's guest is Ulis Carlson. Um, and she is, um, among many things, she's a feminine leadership coach, uh, international spiritual teacher, author, yoga instructor, yoga therapist. Um, she has over 28 years of personal and professional experience in various holistic d- disciplines. Um, and she's written a couple books that we kind of talk about a little bit. Uh, one of them is called the 247, The Journey Home to the Heart. Um, and then also uh, the second book that she wrote, Holy Fuck the Sa- and the Sacred Water. So both really interesting topics. We kind of dive in a lot to just about our journey and so on. But um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will check in with you on the other side. Well, good afternoon. You said it's it's evening time, or is it is it morning? Or no, it's not evening. Is it, it evening is where you are? Yeah, it's, it's like uh, five o'clock in the evening. Okay, so it's like early evening. So, uh, welcome, Ulis, um, to the podcast Heartfelt Consciousness. Um, so to kind of give you a little background, so she, uh, Ulis, we kind of connected on Podmatch, and um, I thought you you know you have a like the extensive background that totally clicks with, you know, what this is about, you know, you're a yoga instructor, yoga therapist, coach, uh, spiritual teacher and author. Um, so would you actually mind telling the listeners, I want you to tell me a little bit about your journey and just how, what brought you to the space? What brought you here? Thank you, Laura. Yes. Um, so I don't know if we have time with the long version, but I'm trying to <laughs> compromise it for a while. So um, at the year of 2008, I was really, really depressed. Uh, I was burned out and I was suicidal. And at the time I was married with two really young children. And every morning I woke up at 2.47 a.m., like this is my autobiography, what, what I'm writing about, 2.47 a.m., the journey home to my heart. And I woke up exactly the same time every night from, you know, horrible nightmares that I was being slaughtered, murdered, murdered and tortured in every, every dream. And when I woke up at 2.47 with my heart pounding and with the stale taste of blood in my mouth and really disoriented it with a lot of panic. And I always woke up with like a silent scream. And then I noticed that I'd only been sleeping for 15 minutes per night. So oh I was gosh. sleeping 15 minutes per night for decades. <laughs> yeah. You, how, did, wait, how did you find that out though? Did you have something that was measuring your sleep pattern or something? Like, how did you discover that? That's I like, just saw the, the red digits on my alarm clock close to the bed. And oh. then I knew it was 15 minutes because the last time I checked, it was 2.32. Wow. So I had 15 minutes of sleep, uh, like each and every night, you know, for a decade. And it, it didn't start it like that, of course, but mm. eventually it gradually became worse and worse. And, and I adapted to, you know, as human beings, we are great to adapt to what we think is normal situations. So mm. I 
these sleeping disorders got worse and worse. So these 15 minutes of sleep was like a culmination of decades of sleeping disorders where I have adapted to the, my life and the circumstances. And, and finally, I was here in this corner where I've actually put myself. I didn't know it at the time, but um, so I was here and I woke up 2.47 a.m. with this, as I said, like panic attacks and and taste of blood in my mouth and my heart was pounding Mm -hmm. and I knew that I could go back to sleep because I still had these horrible pictures on my retina so memories were lingering and of course I mean sleep as we know uh, is such an important it's it's essential for your Mm -hmm. well-being so gradually and gradually I became worse and worse and and at this time, I was like a junkie, you know, I was like jumping to every sound and I couldn't take any light at all. And I was really, really sensitive and agitated at all times. I couldn't stand anything. And so from this, you know, and standing with my pills for insomnia, pills for sleeping disorders, pills for panic attacks, for depression, I was standing with these pills in my hand each morning looking you know, into the mirror and in the bathroom and my, you know, I was so dead in my eyes. There's yeah. nobody at home. And I looked at disgust and a lot of self-hatred with the reflection that I saw in the mirror. And each and every day I was thinking like, is this the day when I'm going to end my life? Mm. So uh, actually my young son, he was around two at the time. He uh, he saved my life unknowingly and unconsciously many times, you know, coming, tugging at my leg and wanting my attention. Mm. So, and one night I have this, you know, dream that for the first time in, in decades where I wasn't slaughtered and I wasn't murdered and I didn't have the panic attacks. It was more like I was sort of levitating and I was in one of my favorite places in, in the world, which is the Swedish archipelago. And it, it was like, so I was levitating and I didn't know what that mean. But that morning I had a mail in my inbox. And that mail was from a friend of mine. And she said, oh, look, here's, you know, yoga for burnt out people. And mm. uh, I, I really think that you should try it. So I followed the link and I signed up for a 10-week course to yoga for burnt-out people. And then at the end of this 10-week course, uh, you know, my teacher at the course, he said to me, like, very casually, like, we have one place left on the yoga teacher, yoga therapist teacher training. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time, I was divorced. And I didn't have any income. And I was, you know, alone with two really young kids. My daughter was uh, only a couple of months and my son was two two years old. Yeah. So I was, you know, I didn't have any any income at all. I was just living on my my small savings and with, you know, gifts from my family. So when my teacher tells me, so you can come and, you know, join the teacher training. And I was like, I, I could f- feel that it resonated within me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah what if, you know, what if? Mm-hmm. I could, 
So I sign up and I get the last spot. There was only one spot left and I had no clue in how, you know, the financial situation was going to be working out because obviously this course costed a lot of money. But my teacher told me that if it's meant to be, it's going to, you know, it's going to work itself all out. Yeah. I come from a background where I don't have any trust at all, you know, not trust in me, not trust in the universe, no trust in other people or in the existence. So I come from lack and scarcity with no trust, no acceptance, no patience whatsoever, only a lot of self-hatred and disgust for myself. So I sign up. And uh, I get back taxes from my, you know, I had my private company before, but I had to close it when I was depressed and suicidal because I couldn't work. So I got back the exact same amount of money uh, from, from, from my taxes that yeah. I didn't know that I had. So it worked itself out. And during these two years that I was studying, it was like I could see, start to see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel because it was so pitch dark in this place where I was. Wow. But I could sense that there was like a light at the end of the tunnel. So the last module on this two-year two course, there comes a lady, a woman who has yoga for feminine yoga for uh, burned out people mm -hmm. and so she came and held this uh, weekend that we were doing on the course and I felt like I was coming home and to me you know it was like oh my god I and she says so I'm having you know a, a teacher training starting in January and this was in December and I only have one spot left oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're just finding all these teacher trainings. I wish I could uh, kind of come into that same space there. I guess, you know, I do have luck like that as well. I wouldn't even call it luck. It's the universe. There, it's yeah, everything's yeah. being projected to us. We, exactly. it's, it's, it's needed. It's needed and it's being presented to us. And here you go. <laughs> exactly. It's the like calling and the longing of the soul, really, yeah. I think. Yeah. But so I, you know, still I didn't have any money and I was still depressed and burnout and with um, no job. And I had my kids also, you know, to take care of. And I mm -hmm. called my parents and I said, so here's this course that I really want to go to. And they started, oh, you know, how long are you going to keep on doing this? Um, you know, uh, you just have to accept where you are and you you know take a regular job or whatever and I just said to them okay I just need to go one weekend and I see if it's going to work itself out and so I joined in January this weekend I have no clue still you know how to finance it or you know how I'm gonna take care of my kids because the education was exactly the weeks that I had my kids mm. So I go there and this week I have this massive I mean massive release and a massive insight and I just feel mm -hmm. that I need to do this I really really need to do this yeah so I talked to my teacher this lady and she says well there's one spot left and I really feel that this is for you and I mm -hmm. say okay so I sign up and then I get money back from an insurance that I didn't even know that I had 
Oh, as a boy. employee uh, from the, uh, you know, the city of Stockholm, the capital. So mm-hmm. I got back exact the same amount. Uh, oh, wow. Time. So this <laughs> course was covered. And during this course, because I could feel, because one of my many ambitions and strive is that I've always been looking for the answers out there, you know, in education, in teacher training, mm-hmm. courses, and so I have, you know, like eight years of university background and I've always strived for more or better or, you know, but I never found what I was looking for out there. But here in these two years, I could really feel, you know, like a massive healing taking place within me. And and so my healing journey, you know, these teacher trainings for me was like a huge healing journey that took four years and then gradually because I was in such a bad shape you know all my inner organs were really drained and I was so depleted so it took me many many years to come back from this depression burnout and then I was too sick to to get a proper job or to go back as a physiotherapist or to go back to uh, a preschool teacher which I also was Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I couldn't take a regular job because I couldn't, you know, the, the, the tempo and the intensity was still too much yeah. for me. So I, I jumped, I literally la- jumped and I resigned from my, you know, lifeline, my economical lifeline as the preschool teacher that I, that I had had during all these years that I was being sick and depressed. So I resigned, which was a big jump because I, you know, I was mm-hmm. by myself. I didn't have anybody to support me and I didn't have any clue whatsoever, you know, how I was going to pay my rent. But so I started a studio and I developed this yoga for empaths. Yoga oh, for empaths. cool. Yeah. And, and because at the market at the time, the yoga that I was on was too much in the masculine energy and it was too much mm-hmm. you have too much you know pain in the body or within the soul mental physical or emotional so i developed my own kind of yoga for empaths and highly sensitive people and i also developed yoga for hormone yoga mm, okay cool yeah because when like you that. when you are burnout your adrenals you know everything is pretty much yeah, it's toast. Yeah, it's toast. <laughs> exactly. And this kind of yoga was not out of the market because all the yoga was very much in the masculine and, you know, this order or this structure. Uh, but my yoga was more in the feminine essence and not in the yin, yin yoga because mm-hmm. also yin yoga, if you have a lot of pain in the body or in the soul, it's too heavy. You can have really heavy backlashes if you if you are in these postures too long. Yeah. So I had a kind of a question about that since you're kind of talking about that right now. So yeah. what is um, like conscious feminine and masculine actually mean to you? And why, why is that so important? Oh, my gosh. It's a huge question. How much time do I have, Laura? <laughs> uh, well, we technically only have 30 minutes for this. So, <laughs> so. thank you for asking. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the way I see it is it's that we are globally, uh, you know, this is a huge paradigm shift that we are in and the energy that we see with 
with the jab and with the corona is in the low, lower energies and the immature and unconscious energies of the masculine. Like the energy is very penetrative. You need to do this. You need to do yeah. this. And it's controlled by fear and, and scarcity. So it's manipulated and based on fear and scarcity, which we see all over the world. So that is the immature masculine essence. And, and another essence of the immature essence of the masculine is, you know, to strive for something or to be the good girl or the good boy. That is the immature consciousness of the masculine, which we all in the Western countries hold by the way we live. So we live very unconscious and very separated from the conscious, which is, you know, connected to Gaia, connected to our roots, mm -hmm. connected to our bodies. And the unconscious feminine essence could be this uh, essence of manipulation, which we also see today, you know, in the Western world with what is going on, really, like this manipulation and money and greed and, and all of these things. And, and the immature and unconscious essence of the feminine is also this neediness oh please tell me you love me or don't go or I need you or I need my looks or you know whatever yeah. it might be so we we in our western societies we are so far away from our natural beings as being conscious beings so we have developed these strategies due to thousands of years of old programs that we have that we think we need to look good or we need to be in a certain way you know like a mom like a yoga teacher we need to do this or we need to be this and this strive has taken us so far away from our natural spiritual beings so what what we need on an individual basis so we can also raise the collective consciousness is to raise the vibration, raise the frequency to increase our consciousness. And the conscious feminine is love and compassion. And just look around in the Western world. We have mm -hmm. so little of compassion for ourselves yeah. and for others. Like we, we, we start these conflicts or I take the vax, I don't take the vax, you're black, I'm white, men, women. Mm -hmm. So we, we uphold and maintain these conflicts and these struggles within ourselves and also within the society. So, and again, we have these programs that are fear-based and based on scarcity and we don't have the love and compassion for ourselves and for Gaia that we need yeah. to increase our level of consciousness and the level of conscious masculine it is the clarity to see through all the bullshit that i've been programmed with all the bullshit that i'm telling myself or all the bullshit that i get from the external realms so we need these two the sacred divine feminine the conscious feminine and the conscious masculine so we can be in what we write about in this book holy fuck and sacred water yes <laughs> holy fuck we need the sacred union of the two because 
I can never, ever change the outer realms to become what I want unless I change myself. So all the change that I want to see in the outer realms, I want to have a peaceful society. I want to have a lot of love and compassion. I want to have evolution and increased consciousness. It's not going to happen unless I take care of all my inner unconscious programmed energies. And we do have so many programs. Like we have 95% of unconscious or subconscious mind, which is 95% of deep programming. So we have 5% of conscious. And here we go around thinking that we are conscious people making conscious choices. Right. So this is what we need to do. We need to transform. Basically, it's so easy. It sounds easy. But it's not <laughs> it's not so simple. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's it's simple but not so easy. So each and one of us have to transform all our inner traumas, our inner stress, our inner unsolved feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Because when we transform that, we give space to a higher consciousness. So it's it's about an inside job, really. And that's what I discovered in my own journey. Like I was wondering, you know, why is this happening to me? Like, what is this happening yeah. to me? But the thing that it was happening to me was myself, my own programmed mind, my mindset, my culture, my inheritance, everything. So nothing happened to me. It was my own, you know, thoughts, how I perceived myself and how I I thought that I needed the perfect weight or to be pretty enough or to be successful and to earn a lot of money. And that is just bullshit. That is the the veils that we need to have the conscious masculine to penetrate with the clarity without, you know, the clarity uh, without doing any kind of attacks or projections or to step over any boundaries myself or others so it was um, a long question to your answer. yeah it, it was yeah but that's yeah that wow that that really it's interesting because I I feel like a lot of what you're saying just happened to me recently and I'm still kind of working through a lot of those things um, and of course we're still working through um, you know this virus thing you know and there's all this stuff just happening around us but when you think back to, especially 2020 itself, um, I think it was very life-changing for many of us or really maybe all of us in some way. So what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you learned in 2020? So here's the way I see, I, I see it. 2020 uh, in numerology, it actually was the year of the heart. Oh. So we had the, the massive opportunity, each individual and also as a collective, to, to be in the heart. But again, we have so much programs and that are run from fear. So this was like a bridge to really be able to, because yoga means union and connection. Mm-hmm. And so this was a way that we could connect and heal our inner selves and project the healed self to the outer world, but we didn't. So we projected it out. And I'm not even sure, you know, um, 
as, as we write about in this book, an alternative truth to what mm-hmm. we have been presented in the media. Because who is gaining from all this that is going around? Who is gaining? Is it us, the people, or who? Because if you follow the money, because for th- for thousands of years, we have been slaves for money, for greed, for manipulation, mm-hmm. for mind control. So if you pretty much follow the money, then, you know, who knows what is truth? Because I have another truth than the mass media is telling. So the biggest lesson for me, you know, I've been outside of Matrix for a long time, since 2008. So my life hasn't changed. I have been hugging and I have been, you know, because my vibration is higher than fear. My own vibration is from love because I've transformed my fears. Many of them, I still have a lot of fears to do. Yeah. (laughs) Many fears I've transformed. So I come from a love space. And this means that my vibration is higher than it was going on. But the, the main lesson that I've seen, you know, individually and collectively is how much of the inner ugliness, the inner shadow, the inner wounds that we are projecting outwards instead of trying to connect. So we have some major awakening to do. Yes. And we are in the midst of it. In the midst of yeah. Well, I always say there's always I, I always kind of use this as my own motto is that I'm always a work in progress. So I guess that's kind of what we just have to think. We're always we're just currently working in progress with our work, with our yeah. just kind of working within. Exactly. Awesome. And we are like this shift that we are in, this paradigm. It's our human evolution. Yeah. And you need the the vibration of Gaia, the vibration of Earth, you know, because we also have lost a connection of Gaia, lost a connection to Earth. We have been, you know, how do you say, looting Gaia from, you know, her resources. We are polluting her waters. We are cutting down the rainforests. So we are separating ourselves from the big mother, from the, you know, from our home. Mm -hmm. And when we do this, we are separating ourselves from ourselves. So we are in the midst of this evolution, which basically is that we need to work a lot on not the ascending flow, which we have so much in our societies that we want to, you know, race in the career. We want to earn more money. We want to be enlightened. We want to see more. We want to. So this means that we are only in the higher chakras up here. We are like, you know, solving problems we have these rational minds and and so the energy has has ascended from our bodies and we are just you know up here and we have to also work with the descending flow the feminine mm-hmm. we have to you know become present in our bodies we have to feel yes. all the pain and all the stress and all the traumas that each and one of us have because when we do that, we can transform and connect further down into our bodies and connect with Gaia. Because if I am connected to myself and my body, I never violate anybody. I don't violate Gaia in the way that we do now. So this means that we have to work a lot with the descending flow and the ascending and descending flow they meet in the heart. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. 
Well, Louis, I really appreciate your time and your energy today and you're on your, your vacation. So I appreciate you taking the time out today um, to speak with me uh, regarding this. So have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day. And thank you for having me and uh, for this nice talk. And also thank you for listening. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Ulis. As always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends. Mm-hmm.